Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Coming at you live today from what must be the southernmost border in the United States. We are uh, in a hotel called the what? The uh, El Conquistador, which is in Fajardo, Puerto Rico. So you might have thought that Key West was the southernmost point, as I did for a long time, until you realize how much further south Puerto Rico, which is indeed part of the United States. It is indeed. <laughs> and that's where we are. And we're Shock- looking at a beautiful view right now. We are. And, and we're staying in this hotel that overlooks the uh, ocean, and we're up on a cliff, and it's really quite lovely. So if you guys, uh, if it sounds like our minds are wandering, it's because we turned around and we we're looking out the ocean as I am right now. <laughs> yes. you know, so Puerto Rico Very definitely pretty. has a lot of surprises. But I'll tell you what is interesting before we get to our last part of our uh, 10 biggest agent regrets is there are islands out there that, um, Julie, you can turn around and look. Yep, I know. <laughs> there's I'm trying not to be distracted. Well, here, just be careful over here. You don't pull this yep, off. I'll there, turn around this way. There's yeah. islands over there, and one of the islands has is called Monkey Island. And this, so this is a true story. And do you remember the history of Monkey Island? Not entirely, other than it started as a research center or something like that? It started as a research center, and they were studying. What kind of monkeys were they? It started with a C, right? I'd have to look it up again. They're not like big, scary ones. No, they're not gorillas or anything. Yeah, they're the little cute. Capuchin? Capuchin, yeah. They're the little cute, uh, curious George-type monkeys. (laughs) Well, so anyway, there is a um, hurricane, of course, that hit the Caribbean. And this island where they had this research thing, and they had had it there forever, got essentially decimated. So the, the researchers who all abandoned the island left the monkeys there. It sounds pretty bad, the story so far, I know. Just stick with it. Um, they essentially left the island, and I, I don't think this was Maria, the last big hurricane. It was, it was the one before, before that. that. Yeah, I think it was like two big hurricanes. Yeah. And um, so they go back, and the research facility's gone. All the monkeys are gone, and they couldn't find these monkeys. And they searched for these monkeys, and they searched for these monkeys. Well, of course, monkeys being, you know, not dumb, had isolated themselves and kept themselves alive and safe during this hurricane. And so what happened after that was really the good part of the story. So the researchers, there wasn't any money or really impetus to go and rebuild this research facility, but there were lots of monkeys and they decided to make this island a sanctuary for these particular types of monkeys. And so now this island is a 100% wall-to-wall monkeys. uh, And now what the, the researchers went back, but they're not there really researching them in the sense they were before. They went back now and they're just researching to see what happens when you leave a bunch of observing. uh, Really, they're observing, right? And and so these, um, you can uh, Google this and watch videos. It's really quite amazing. But you can take a little boat out to the edge of the beach, really, and you can feed them. And these little monkeys know how to swim. So what will happen is you can take, do this little touristy deal and you go out there. And I know it's one of those islands, Julie. It's yeah. the moral of the story. And I know for a fact it's not that far off the coast. We'll have to so look if into we, that. if you want to pile on the drama, man, I'm real up for a boat ride. You just have to be faster than the swimming monkeys. Yeah. Otherwise, you got a new pet. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, what a nice turn of event to previously researched upon monkeys. So if we brought a monkey home and, no, uh, no, and, no. and Zoe had a pet monkey, oh I'd be dad of the universe. Yeah. N- uh, not even for of the year. Yeah. Until the <laughs> monkey had to, you know. 
until we remember until we remembered it was a monkey yeah exactly. well so we are now picking up where we left off yesterday and the day before and this is part four so make sure you go back and listen to the previous parts oh quick announcement thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate agents in at least the united states um i don't check the numbers every day i check them usually once or twice a week or um, one of our syndicators sends me an update and we're climbing on the itunes charts we're doing just really great and the reason is is because you guys are taking the time to like the podcast to subscribe on youtube you guys are uh, giving us you know five star reviews you're helping us get the word out which encourages us frankly in every meaningful way so if you want to thank us for the podcast which many of you do we're at this by the way the reason we're at this hotel is because julie and i are part of an exp event that's happening for the next three days um, and we're running into people constantly that are podcast listeners. And every time they say, we love your podcast, and we always ask why, because, and that's what I'm, you know, that's what we want to know. Well, what is it about the podcast you like? And we, you know, what can we improve on? We're, we're inquisitive as to why this is the number one listened to daily podcast for, for yeah, real estate agents. So we can keep doing it. Yeah. And hopefully you're not listening to it now. I'm going, why the hell do so many people listen to this? Why are they talking about monkeys? Exactly. Right. I thought this was about real estate, but really the bottom line is, is that we really uh, sincerely appreciate your feedback, but we also really sincerely appreciate when you guys give us a review because how these, um, the iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and all these other downloadable, you know, podcasting widgets, the way that they will decide whether a podcast is worth sharing with other potential listeners is based on your reviews and your downloads. But really, you'd be surprised. You can have a podcast with not a lot of downloads, but a lot of positive five-star reviews, and it'll get a lot of um, essentially referrals from, say, for example, iTunes. So there's more information than many of you probably even cared to know, but here's the bottom line. Please give us a five-star review on iTunes. We sincerely appreciate it. And also give Julie and I um, a subscribe us on, over on YouTube. And that is fantastic. We certainly appreciate it. All right, Julie. So we're getting back to point number seven of 10 biggest agent uh, regrets. I think we're on number eight, actually. Are we on yeah, number eight? We're on number eight. Oh, yeah, you are. We are. In a, you're correct. Yes. Number eight. Yep. Yes. But these are all 10 biggest agent regrets. And this is not just something that we came up with on the fly. This is after literally hundreds of thousands of coaching calls, many coaching clients, colleagues, you know, all kinds of reasons that these are our top 10. Now, there's more than 10. But we wanted to just sprinkle 10 upon you so that you can not make these mistakes yourself. So point number eight, not setting goals. That's right. We're talking about goals yet again. A goal is a dream with an action plan. A goal is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. Or you could nickname those SMART goals because S-M-A-R-T stands for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. So, for example, and of course, there, this is just the overview, right? We get into this in a lot in coaching and certainly in the Harris Rules well, book get, and the treasure map. Well, let's the treasure map. Yeah, so guys, when you're goal setting for uh, really this year, any year in your future, use the real estate treasure map. And what it is, it's a, it's a book. You can buy it, but don't buy it. We want to give it to you. Just uh, text the word Harris, our last name, Harris, to 47372. Text H-A-R-R-I-S to 47372. Remember, message and data rates may apply. Um, and what you'll do is then you'll be getting a text back and then you can download the treasure map. The treasure map is a fill in the blank business and life plan. And the treasure map is designed to give you the clarity um, that is necessary for real meaningful goal setting. Everybody and their brother and their you know pet monkey sets goals every year. And, but why do so many people go throughout life without ever accomplishing them? It's because it's one thing to say, to use Julie's example that she's about to give with you guys, uh, I want to save $25,000. It's another thing to actually do it. And so what's the, what's the difference between saying what your goal is and doing it? It's the action plan with deadlines. And Julie's going to describe to you guys a very simple exercise so you can 
can comprehend what we're talking about. And then reproach all of your goals. If you've set any for the new year, most people don't set goals, but we're assuming because you guys are listening to our podcast that you're some of the future, the nation's uh, future's best real estate agents or you already are. Otherwise, you wouldn't be certainly listening to us every day because it's not like Julie and I are, you know, giving you guys fluff or giving you actionable, you know, really real stuff, real stuff. So mm-hmm. the bottom line is, is text the word Harris to 47372 and get your real estate treasure map done. That's right. So remember, goals being different than dreams, a goal is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and timely. To remember those, you write down the word smart. That's a memory jogger. So, for example, saying that you need to earn more money next year is a dream. Everybody says that all the time. Nobody says, you know what, Tim, I'd love to earn a lot less next year, right? It's, I want to save more money next year, earn more money. That's just a dream. And that's why most people won't achieve it. However, a goal is stating that you will save $25,000, for example, by December 31st, by adding two more lead generation spokes, saving 10% from every check, and closing eight more transactions. Now, that's a goal. Now, that was just one example. You figure out your own numbers. The treasure map walks you through this type of thing. I want to point something out, though, Jules, that you did, and I appreciate it, is you did not do what most real estate agents do and say that you want to increase your volume or sell more houses. Increasing your volume or selling more houses is, frankly, easy because you can buy the deal you can and make no profit on it. You were listening to what Julie said. She was using a very, I think, understandable for every one of you, if you really just you know mm-hmm. drill down, you can easily accomplish saving an additional twenty five grand, or maybe saving twenty five grand for the first time. But the moral of the story is is that you uh, have to be running a business whose product is profit. So if you're wanting just to do more transactions, more transactions and more dollar volume does not equal more profit. It's with your goal, your product of your business is profit. If you're not making profit from what you're doing, you're running a nonprofit business, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, not in the legal sense, obviously, but you're running a business who's uh, not gonna really get you anywhere. You just bought yourself a job. And many times you bought yourself a job that's you know 24 seven uh, work. Uh, because you're not really, there's no escape from it. Well, it's not specific either. You know, right. you, you can say you want to do more volume and more deals all day long, right? But that's not specific. And, and you know, listen to previous podcasts, just because you do more deals does not necessarily equal more profit either. Because what you make yourself do to do more units is not the thing to focus on, right? right. You can you can do more units all day long if you're, you know, throwing money around and you're buying leads, you're overpaying for things. And you can even actually end up with less profit. So I just had um, a flash in my mind of people listening, trying to interpret what you're saying. Mm-hmm. The only people that are really going to understand what you just said are the people who've been in the business long enough to experience the folly of just trying to basically pump out more transactions, yeah. thinking the profit will Buying follow. Buying your way to units. And, and so listen, guys, the smart man or woman learns from their mistakes. A brilliant man or woman learns from the mistakes of others. So you should maybe listen to what Julie just said and really drill down on the point being that more transactions, more volume does not equal more profit, does not equal more, uh, essentially the, with the profit you reinvest it into assets that will produce, um, passive income for you. You did not get into this business, or at least if you really think it through to essentially have less free time to have more worry. You got into this business because you wanted freedom. Um, and you got into this business because you wanted freedom from 
essentially creating a business you can be proud of. And yet here you are stuck on this hamster wheel of not producing any profit, not having a end in sight. And the, you know, we call it antivirus software of, mm-hmm. you know, playing whack-a-mole with potential problems is constantly going on in your head. The only way for you to break free of that, guys, is run a profit-minded business. And when you have a focus of producing profit, I'm going to run a profit margin of 50%, 60%, 70%. I earn 10000 I keep 7500 That's what we teach our coaching clients to do. When you have that discipline and when you force yourself to, you back it up by saying, this year, based on my real estate treasure map, I'm going to sell this many houses. The average commission is going to be this. The average net's going to be this. And I'm going to save this. And with that, that I'm going to save, then I'll maybe you know, I'll invest it in some you know, um, Vanguard index funds. I'll buy some rental properties. We're not investment advisors, but you guys get the gist of it. That is taking your conversation about actually building your net worth uh, forward and becoming free. And with freedom is what you ultimately are wanting. And that's the reason you became an entrepreneur. That's the reason you got a real estate license because you wanted to produce enough profit and with that profit, reinvest it into assets that will produce passive income for you. You guys following this? But you have to define what that means, right? right? It's not enough to just say, you know what? It'd be really nice to buy a rental property this year. You'll come to what I just said. You'll realize the, the truth in what I just said. If you're frankly really smart, You'll, the second the ink is dry in your license, if you're really, really smart and experienced in life, you'll have come to the real estate industry with that as your goal. But what most of you will do is you'll spend a lot of time trying to buy recognition from others by doing more transactions, more volume, so you can walk around and peacock around and, be, and say, I've sold a thousand houses, even though your net, the amount of money you make, is actually less than, say, somebody that doesn't peacock around at, and maybe sells 50 to 75 houses. And that's what we've continuously seen. As a lot of these bad business models and these broke teams have scaled up and thinking more transactions will somehow be able to make more profit, what they're creating is more transactions and more revenue, but they're not creating any more profit. Now, here's where it gets here's where it gets really scary for all of you guys. Interest rates might go up by as much as 50 basis points in March. That means mortgage interest rates will go up by at least a half percent, which means if that happens, interest rates on mortgages will go up over a percent in 2022. Now, you don't think that's a lot? That's a lot when it comes to mortgage rates, especially when you consider the average sale price in the United States is so high. That is going to knock out tens of thousands of people from their ability to afford to buy a home. But more importantly, what it's going to do, even if they can afford to pay the higher payment because of the fact that the interest rates are higher, they are not going to feel comfortable and confident doing it because they're going to be, people will not, the uncertainty is going to cause people to freeze up. So you have a lot of headwinds that we have to help you guys move past. And the only way we're going to help you move past that, frankly, is you start running a profit-minded business, which is predicated, which is based on doing listings, not buyers. And, and please get your head screwed on straight about that. Don't be like everybody else and wait for some existential threat to kick your ass before you actually decide to take seriously what we're saying. Get ahead of it. Our coaching business, uh, every time the market adjusts, takes off like quadruples in size, even more than that. 10Xs easily because all these other agents wait too long to basically get their acts together. And oftentimes we're spending time trying to put Humpty Dumpty back together again and it's impossible. And the answer is complete hard reset. Don't make that mistake. 
Get ahead of it. Understand that we're, we're going to experience this probably stagflation. Understand mortgage interest rates are going to go up. Understand that buyers are going to take themselves out of the market. And if you're not using your best energies to become a powerful listing agent, there's a really good chance that you're going to struggle needlessly, especially because you've listened to this podcast and now you've gotten a really clear indication of what the future is going to be like. Unfortunately, or fortunately, Julie and I's predictions for 2022 are happening, but they're happening faster than what we expected. Listen to our past uh, um, predictions podcast, obviously. It's available everywhere. You can go to timandjulieharris.com and listen to it as well. But we gave you like 30 predictions. And we're not just give. they weren't just, you know, BS predictions. Yeah, they were based on facts. Based on yeah, facts. We trends. told, yeah, we told you what our prediction was. We told you where we got the information and we told you why we might be wrong. And you can go and listen to them yourself and you can see every all the dominoes are starting to fall. What's going to happen is the agents that have the skill set are going to start replacing the agents who've been buying their business, believing in branding and believing in all the, the fallacies of essentially, you know, all the social networking is somehow miraculously going to make sellers want to list with you. Skills-based agents are about to run the show and listing agents are always going to run the show. That's right. So get clear. We're talking about goals being specific measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. Get really clear on what's actually happening in your business. And that's what the treasure map's about. Yep. There's a whole section called My Financial Facts. And it's amazing how uh, removed a lot of people are from that, right? And I, I think that a lot of that is because the velocity of sales. I think it's because the average sale price has gone well, up, let, so the let, average commission has gone up. Let's cut through it, too. Yeah. When you, you and I have been married for 31 years this year. Hey, Julie, look out no, the ocean. It's about, don't pull the speaker off. It's about to rain. Isn't that oh, yeah, cool? Yeah, I can see it Yeah, I can see really it from cool. miles away. So you and I have been married for 31 years this year. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy, by the way? It is. 31 years. I don't feel like we've been married 31 years. But anyway, so 31 years this year. And I remember when we first got married, Mm -hmm. we did not have the skill set or experience to talk about money. Mm -hmm. And every time money was a topic, we argued. That's true. And you didn't like talking about it because you well, didn't it caused like, stress. It caused stress across the board. And that that's fairly common. I, I mean, I right. see that with, amongst coaching clients as well. And we had to st- and the way we stopped that is we started setting the same goals and getting on the same. And this is, you know, when you and I were in our 20s and we then started to formulate our plan, which was to essentially have enough assets so we could live off the cash flow. We hadn't you know, cl- uh, figured out all these clever things that we say now. True. But really, rich is where your money works for you. You no longer work for your money. We, I mean, that is what we believed in when we were in our 20s, but it took a long damn time for that to prove out. Well, know? and we took several years of doing what most people do, which is, you know, I, I want to do better. I want to save. I want to, you know, pay off some debt. But it wasn't until we got very specific about it. Let's talk about that. Okay, and so then we'll that, get to the last point. What does that mean? And again, we talk about this in the, in the treasure map as well as Harris Rules and, of course, in coaching. But uh, it starts with... Uh, recognizing that you you do have to, if you're going to save, you would better be peeling money off of every single commission Off the check. top. Off the top. Now, what do agents usually do? Well, if there's something left over, I'll put it in my savings account. Well, they don't even do that anymore yeah. because they're always, they're all, I got to do a more, tra- like I see these people posting, I just got $10,000. Where, where should oh, I, I spend it? How about you spend it on your future self so that, uh, you know, the future self will have something to thank the present self for. But I I see that all the time, too. So Julie and I were uh, in real estate. We've been in real estate uh, forever, right? Since the early 90s. And Julie and I were Howard Brenton stars. No one of you guys know who that is. It doesn't matter. So we were at a Howard Brenton event. And um, Julie and I wanted to be Howard Brenton stars. We'd heard of Howard Brenton at the time. To be a Howard Brenton star was pretty much the greatest honor in real estate. So he made us a Howard. Uh, he made us stars, and we were part of this elite organization. Blah blah blah. 
Don't be impressed. I'm not trying to impress you. And Julie and I wanted to be part of this organization because we thought when we were rubbing elbows with the other 50 or 60 hard Brenton stars that we were going to learn, get the keys to the castle. We thought we were going to learn how to actually become multimillionaires. We thought they knew shit that we had to know. Yep. And then all the books in the world weren't going to actually uh, shed light on what those these you know magical people knew. And these are the agents in the country that were, and some of them are still in the business. Mm -hmm. A lot of them still well, are. Still or their children, frankly. Yeah, but we you thought know. they were going to let the genie out of the bottle. Right. And these guys were doing hundreds, in some cases, thousands of sales per year. Mm -hmm. This was pre-internet, guys. So these people were doing it, a lot of marketing. And they were buying their business from ads. They were buying their business from postcards. And they had very, very low profit margins. But we did not know that at the time. So Julie and I sold over 100 houses our first year in the business in our early 20s. And then we every year for the next decade, it always increased. But here's the mistake we made, and Julie just said it a second ago. We started believing that we didn't have to do what we didn't want to do, and we didn't want to do it at the highest level. And we started to buy the business like we were learning from these Howard Britton stars through marketing. And I'll never forget, it was our third or fourth, and we were buying rental properties. But as soon as we started buying business, our business took uh, went to the next level. We were selling more houses. We we're starting to follow the team business model, which has been around that long, mm -hmm. even longer than we've been in the business. You guys think it's new. It's not. We started to have more units. We, Remax was giving us all sorts of awards and plaques. We were accomplishing big milestones with Remax, Lifetime Achievement Award after three years, things like that. You know, that's kind of an interesting thing. All this stuff started to happen for us. But what didn't happen for us is we weren't increasing our net worth. What didn't happen for us is we were no longer buying rental properties. Julie and I got off mission because we started to get sucked into the same kind of bullshit that a lot of you guys are getting sucked in. Easy button. The difference is, is we knew there was another way to do it because we had done it and then we pivoted because we were believing these people knew better than us and they did not. What we were finding is they were basically motivated to create business and not really make much profit. And they wanted to essentially just uh, pump out transactions and they were not actually a transaction a mill basically. And as soon as the market changed and Julie and I've been selling real estate through arguably six different recessions or in the real estate business anyway, as soon as those recessions hit, a lot of those people got wiped out because they did not pivot and cut their expenses fast enough. Now, it is a thousand times worse now because many of you have never learned how to be proactive lead generators. You've never really learned how to be uh, anything other than someone who buys leads. You think the way to build your business and make more money in real estate, and yes, you can make more money, but you don't make more profit, is to build, uh, buy leads, buy buyer agents, work on your branding, all these other things. As soon as the market changes, you're going to have all these fixed costs, all these you know, mm -hmm. hungry birds in your nest are going to want to be fed, aka buyer agents and team members. And you're going to get wiped out. And that happens continuously. Oh, I, you know, you're going to burn through your, this is typically what happens. The first month people are like, well, this was a crappy month. I'm going to, I might have to re, I'm not going to make any profit with my business. The second month, I'm going to have to reach into my savings account. Third month, I'm going to have to borrow against my home equity line of credit. Fourth month, a little bit more from the home equity line of credit. Fifth month, I'm selling my rental properties. The very things that we're going to give you financial security. And meanwhile, you're charging a bunch of crap on your credit card. Exactly. To pay you're, for what you think is going to stick you out. And you're not cutting back on your expenses because you don't know how to generate business and you don't know how to build a business unless you're buying it. You have followed this bad business model all the way off the cliff and now you're realizing it. And, well, guys, I, we, and I think it's, it's that plus the lack of discipline with the money they are earning, which brings us full circle back to our point of not setting goals, not being really clear with what the point of your commission is, right? And I, I think that because the market has been working the way it has for so long, 
they think that it's going to be a continuous um, cash flow thing where, you know, they get a big check this month, they might as well blow it on something speculatively and see how it works until it doesn't and then they have no savings. So regardless of how the market is, hot seller's market, balanced market, buyer's market, doesn't matter. You have to get the discipline of saving 10% off the top minimum. A lot of our coaching clients are doing well more than that. Well, 10% to start and then increase it. To as get you, the discipline. As you, yeah. Well, look, we don't have to lay all this out. It is in our book, Harris Rules. Correct. We talk about it in the real estate treasure map. If you want the treasure map, just text Harris to 47372. Message and data rates may apply. Get our book, Harris Rules. But we have given you guys a very clear path forward to having financial freedom. It's not financial freedom based on doing a bunch of flips or doing anything really overly speculative. Julie and I are big advocates if you're building yourself, if you're building wealth, to build slow money and stay away from people that are trying to sell you fast money. Fast money would be like investing in some crypto or something like that. In crypto, people do not start bashing us online. We're not saying whether crypto is like a religion. We don't want any we part of it. it. But I'm giving you an yeah. example. Don't just look for fast money. The real financial foundational things that you should be building are going to be based on building a very profitable business, real estate business in your cases, and then building a very profitable rental property portfolio. And you guys will inevitably, if you just stay disciplined, you will end up multi-multi-millionaires, if not deca-millionaires, if you follow the plan that we've laid out for you. It's not difficult. It's not sexy. It's yes. not exciting. But it's not all about your commission either. It's about what you do with your exactly. commission. Exactly. Which That's, means you have to have some at the end of the day. Here's a fun question. How many people other than Julie and I have ever had a conversation with you about this? Nobody. Nope. <laughs> you should be required to get your license, but that's another conversation. Okay, so how do you keep track of all this stuff once you've come to terms with you it? You should be required to get your license. What no, that you mean? should be required to know some of this. You oh, know, when you get your uh, license. When you get your license, yeah. you should have some kind of fiscal responsibility Even more training. Than that, we're teaching Zoe stuff like this, and she's, she's eight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, kids should learn this. Yes. Otherwise, that, that's they where just it starts. Be, they never accumulate any wealth. No, that's they're, where it starts. They're always beholden. Well, so one way to track this, and this is great. I believe it's free. I think Mint.com is free. It is. Uh, it's very well, there's, cool. There's a version of it that's free. It's owned by Quicken. Yes, and it's super, super easy to set up. This tracks everything from your accounts to your credit cards to your bills to your assets, everything. And this creates a dashboard for you to log in, and you can see how you're doing. It's, it is literally the the um, vital signs, really, it's of KPIs. your business. KPIs. Yes. It's K, uh, key, key performance, performance indicators. It's KPIs for your personal financial life. Um, so a suggestion, if you're married and you've been keeping separate finances, uh, Julie and I are very traditional, and I would say that's a bad idea. But if that's the case, still plug both of your finances into, yeah. um, you know, into Mint. That way you guys can be setting the... We get this question occasionally. Yeah. You guys have worked together. You've written books together. You have this podcast together. You've been married forever. What is it? The we had uh, Brandon Bouchard asked us yeah. this question. Uh, you know, and, and the answer is simple. Julie and I are prolific goal setters, and we set goals that are occasionally we'll have individualistic goals, but for the most part, we set goals that we are sh that are shared goals. We stay goals. on the same page. We, we stay on the same page. And That's where right. people where people run afoul in their personal relationships, uh, I'm not running to Dr. Laura land here, but the reality of it is, is when they start going in different directions with what their goals are, or one person has goals and the other person doesn't have goals. So when you're going through the exercise of filling out the treasure map, do it with your family, do it with your spouse or your partner. If, if you be consistent about it, Keep or do it, it with your cat or your dog or your pet monkey. <laughs> That's right. Well, so here's the thing. A lot of people kind of suck at this whole financial responsibility and accountability and financial goal setting because they don't have it in one place. You know, there's, you've got online cash apps. Now you've got your online checking account. You've got your hard copy checking account. You've, you've got, you know, maybe you use PayPal. You've got all these different buckets, right? 
And then you have your mortgage statements. You have your student loans, maybe. So because it's so disjointed, it's easy to not have your full picture. And that's what I like about Mint is it puts it all together and you can see everything at a glance, right? Yeah, totally. And it, you can yeah. get it on your phone. You can get it, obviously, on desktop. Cool. It, they check all three credit uh, bureaus. Well, they update you, which is right. sort of nice. They send you notices. Like, you can set up how much uh, notification you want from them. But it's, it's one place. And it is great, honestly. That, again, Julie and I are huge advocates of putting everything important in front of you. Now, if you could put all the Mint data on a dry erase board, that'd even be better. But for now, definitely get some kind of app when we suggest Mint that will help you to have visual accountability towards how you're actually doing financially. Yes, and related to that, speaking of visual accountability, is my next uh, mini point under this is to use your whiteboards to visually see where you stand daily. Now, that's with regards to tracking all of your key performance indicators of your daily business. That means, and again, treasure map, coaching, the, the deep dive on that, what should you be tracking? Well, you're tracking your buyer and seller leads, especially listing leads. You're tracking your active listings, you're tracking your pendings, and you're tracking your closings. All in the real estate treasure map. Again, it's all with there. With examples. With examples, and all of, in our Harris Rules book with pictures. It's all there, so just copy that. Julie, let's get to point number nine. Yes, point number nine is playing the long game. This Again, this is 10 biggest agent regrets. Playing the long game versus focusing on shorter, more attainable goals. You know, you don't have to know all of the steps, just the first one. Do that, then do the next one. The steps that you take as you're achieving are often different than how you thought it would go when you were procrastinating. Isn't that interesting how people don't do things because they build them up into their minds, right? And they make it this big project that they can't wrap around. And that's because they think they're supposed to know step one through 10, when in fact, all they have to do is put one, front, one foot in front of the other and get started. This is, this is Navy SEAL stuff. So yes. in the Navy SEALs, they will basically tell you if you want to get through a really horrible experience, just stay in your own five-foot world and think about the next step. Um, and you know, if but you got one step at a time, though. One step at a time. Don't think. And, and again, this is actually this is a philosophical point too. Mm -hmm. uh, it what really stresses you out, everyone out, is thinking about the future or thinking about the past because you're never in the present, right? So if you are always thinking about what might come or always thinking about what was, your brain is never going to be with what is right immediately in front of you. And the very nature of time traveling into the past and time traveling into the future, that's actually causing you a lot of stress because it's, it's for you to be mentally that much in really three places at once with the present as well. You are not leaving enough energy and time to focus on what is it. Uh, immediately in front of you in, in terms of your own five foot world. So do think about that. But if you don't have goals set, if you don't have an action plan behind your goals, if you don't have, you know, clear and measurable goals, if you haven't gone through the exercise thoroughly, like we lay out in the treasure map for you, then you're not, you're always, your brain is always going to be looking for, as our friend Elon Musk says, threat vectors. You're going to be looking for the next alien invasion, or you're going to be looking for the next, your brain is going to be searching for, oh my gosh, what variant of COVID is out today? You're going to be looking for things to be fearful of because your brain is constantly on the lookout. For, like Julie and I are sleeping in a hotel. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but when you're sleeping in a hotel, you never completely go to sleep because your subconscious mind is a watchdog, knows that you're sleeping in an unfamiliar and familiar mm -hmm. environment and will not let you actually get a really a large amount of a deep sleep because it is being vigilant and watching out for you in case some sort of threat is in the environment. And if you're too asleep, your body is you're going vulnerable. to, you're vulnerable, right? But how, 
freaking kick ass is that? That was not a bad word. I said freaking. Okay. <laughs> but it's hardwired into you. It's but true. Exactly. It's hardwired into you, but that's amazing. So the same goes true when you're setting goals. So understand your, your essentially the way you, God made you. Understand your, uh, your physiology. Understand how your brain works and use it to your advantage. Don't fight it and don't spend too much time in the future and spend too much time in the past. Point number um, 10. Yes. Okay. So point number 10, doing, this is a, a big regret, doing this all by yourself guessing your way through, winging it, get help. Why try to reinvent the wheel? Do what's proven to work and then repeat it. This is not a business to try things out to see what happens. That's costly in terms of both your time and your money. Or be a create. Some of you guys treat your business, and I get it. Julie and I get it. Yeah. Do not you be, you want to be creative? This is your opportunity. To, this is like if you guys are artists. This is a blank. A lot of you enter this business. It's a blank canvas. It's a canvas and I'm given this beautiful, you know, all these paints and I'm going to create this amazing thing that I can be proud of that no one's ever done before. It's going to be this real estate art project, right? Well, what you're going to fail. I mean, statistically, you're going to fail. If your, your mission when you're in real estate is to be of service to others, your mission when you're in real estate is to produce a profitable business and with that profit, reinvest that so that you can be rich where one day your money works for you. You no longer work for your money. Stop trying to be creative. Stop listening to people that are telling you you have to learn how to be a copywriter. Stop listening to people for giving you tips on how to make TikTok videos. Stop trying to think this is a creative outlet. You're listening to people who have never sold real estate, never sold real estate at a high level, don't know what they're talking about for the sake of what you're supposed to be doing as a real estate practitioner. And you're focusing ultimately on the wrong thing. You're focusing on yourself. The way to actually be somebody that other people want to not, not just be with, but do business with, the way to be that person is to be somebody who's focusing on being of service to other people. The way you're going to be of service to other people in real estate is to earn the right to be of service to them. In other words, you have to earn the right for them to want to do business with you. You can be wanting to be of service to as many people as you want, but you don't have the skill set. No one's going to want to do business with you. So you have to have the skill set. Then obviously the mindset. If I want to be of service to other people, if I'm going to be of service to other people, and that's where you're going to find your best energies. That's where you're going to find your best flow. That's where, frankly, you're going to make the most money when you start with that mindset. So when you start with that mindset and then naturally you're going to say, now I need to know how. TikTok is not the answer. More YouTube videos are not the answer. It's learning how to solve other people's problems. And let's just make this real practical because it's always kind of funny. You go to hire a doctor. The doctor does not have any skills. The doctor does not know what the hell he or she are doing. The doctor is not really, but it, you know, the doctor plays a doctor on TV. You walk into their doctor's office, but they have kicked YouTube and TikTok's ass. They've got more social media content on Facebook. They've got, they, they're Twittering up and down. They're, they're a celebrity induced. They're an influencer. An they're a doctor influencer. Doctor. They, but you walk in there and they're like, dude, did you see my video? Did you see that dance I was doing? Do you know how many likes I have? Did you see how many? Exactly, right? So you guys get it, and that's what you're doing. You're believing that is what's going to make it so that people want to do business well, with so you. So what happens when you go into that doctor's office? Okay, so maybe they had a, an interesting image. You're excited by some you know, catchy video that you saw, but you, you present your problem. And because they didn't work on their skill, they worked on all the rest, they go, well, you know, I'm not really sure. Let me just go Google how to fix your earache, your sore throat, your headache, whatever. A doctor's office is a very professional environment. You walk in, you're pre-qualified by the nurse. They're asking you what your ailment is. You're filling out some insurance papers. Mm -hmm. They're they're pre-qualifying you that you're going to pay them. They're confirming that you've got a problem that they want to deal with, frankly. Before you even see anyone. Then you see another nurse, and the nurse is going to do more pre-qualifying. 
you know, and then you think they're just taking your blood pressure and uh, weighing you, but they're also doing a lot of some personal assessments of you, and they're writing them in the chart for the doctor. If they smell alcohol on you, if they see your eyes are bloodshot, if they're seeing anything disorderly mm -hmm. about you, that is what really what they're doing. Uh, you know, they're just playing theater in preparation for the doctor's appointment. You don't know that, but that's what's going on. It's called pre-qualifying. It's pre-qualifying, and then the doctor comes in, and that's the reason that the doctor can do a relatively quick uh, you know, not spend have to spend a lot of time with you because you've already gone through all the procedures, fill out the forms, been pre-qualified, and the rest of it. That is the experience you expect to have when you're working with a professional, not what you guys are being told you're supposed to be doing in your real estate businesses. You're, it, you are, it's a mismatch. The marketplace expects you to operate like the doctor, and yet you guys are thinking you're supposed to operate like some sort of Instagram influencer. You guys see the disconnect? Well, and then they complain about not being treated like professionals. Exactly. And you then wonder what makes you different. What makes you different is not more likes. What makes you different is you actually know what the hell you're doing. And that's how that doctor, do, you, do really good doctors advertise? No, they do not. Because they are able to basically build their business based on the simple fact that they have built a long-term reputation of being really great practitioners. They didn't try to buy their influence by you know, essentially fooling everyone into thinking they're successful. They're successful because other people, this guy's great, this gal because solved my problem. Because he gets results. Exactly. That's really what the truth is. You can't shortcut that shit, guys. If you try to by buying it, which is a lot of what you're doing with your branding, you will end up running out of money. How do I know it's true? Because more agents are failing out of the, uh, the business faster than they ever have, at least ever have in the last 25 years Julie and I have been in this industry. Mm -hmm. Agents are More agents are getting in and they're staying less. You know, it's like yeah. and more are getting out there. It's a revolving door that's spinning faster than it's ever spun before. And it's just going to increase. Yeah, But you don't have to participate in that. You right? don't. So look at all of our different 10 points. OK, biggest agent uh, regrets when we present these and then what to do about it. We are greatly simplifying your life. If we're, they listen, we're uncomplicating your life. Some of you guys make it so complicated. You, you don't know who you're paying for what and what kind of results you're getting. You don't get any results, so then you get distracted, and they say, well, you have to spend more money for more time. You get all confused. Then you look at your credit card bill, and you go, holy moly, how did that happen? Then your NAR dues come, and now you're out of business. That's right, and that happens, and that's what happens this time of year. NAR dues are due uh, first quarter. So Tax stop it. Taxes are due at the end of April, right? And you're now thinking, you're, and what are you focusing on? Are, is, is what you're focusing on, your real estate to-do list, assuming you have one, uh, how many of those things are going to get you paid in 60 to 90 days? How many of those things are putting you in a position where you could actually hear the word no? One of the things we teach our coaching clients, if you're not putting yourself in a position to hear the word no from prime, ideally a seller, at least five times a day. If you're not asking someone to list their house with you, following our scripts and our system, at least five times a day where you couldn't incur rejection, you guys with us on this, you're not doing your job. You did not work that day if you did not put yourself in a position to hear the word no at least five times a day. Right. Well, that was one of our first points, right, is is practicing work theater yeah. versus being productive, being busy versus being productive. And we love making that point in front of big groups of agents because we <laughs> love to hear the gasps. <gasps> oh, what? my God. Rejection. What will happen? Will I just basically like a vampire that meets the sun and bursts into ash? <laughs> no, you can handle it. Well, you will get over it. You pick up the phone. You what? can build your calluses. That is doing the real work of real estate. That is doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do at the highest level. That is how you build a business that's predictable, duplicatable, ever increasing. This is how you become a real business person. This is how you become the best version of yourself as a business person. Everything you always dreamed of that your life would be like, it's on the other side of what we're saying. Not the flash in the pan, silly stuff that you guys are being seduced by. Open your minds. Julie, check out that really kick-ass boat right there. Oh, yeah. That's that pretty awesome. powered catamaran. Isn't that awesome?
That's very cool. Anyway, we're going to go back to looking out the See, ocean. See, that's somebody who, you know, set a specific goal. How, right? how big do you think that is? Seriously. That's well over 100 feet. That is not a boat. That is a yeah. yacht. Yeah. Yeah. I think at a certain point it becomes a non-boat. It's just a yacht. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Hey, guys, listen. So if you've not yet done it, download your real estate treasure map. Text the word Harris to 47372. Text the word Harris to 47372. Remember, message and data rates may apply. And, of course, Julie and I would love to talk with you guys about joining our EXP family. We are, of course, interested in sponsoring you, having that conversation with you. If you're looking for a sponsor that's going to be proactive in your success at EXP Realty, Julie and I are formally and humbly applying for the job of being said sponsors. Please text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. If you're curious in learning more about why EXP is on everybody's mind and why literally tens of thousands of agents are joining EXP every single month, uh, just text EXP, the letters EXP to 47372. Uh, just text EXP to 47372 if you're EXP curious. And remember, message and data rates may apply. Otherwise, if you're ready to join, looking for a sponsor, text Julie and I directly at 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.